Hey everybody, so before we jump into today's podcast, I just wanted to A, thank you guys, give you a little bit of a reminder. If you enjoy this content, however you're watching it, consuming it, please like, follow, subscribe, whatever you gotta do, comment on it. If you can, leave us a review. It really helps us out and it can help grow our platform and reach more people. And if you know someone that can benefit from this, please share it with them. If you have a question, if you wanna reach out to us, let us know. And then lastly, we have all of our amazing programs, courses, and coaching available in the resources below. So check that out. Definitely take advantage of it. We have everything from free options all the way up to paid programs and everything in between to fit pretty much anyone's budget. And it's just a matter of how customized it's going to be based on the price point. So there's really something for everybody. Thank you guys. Let's get on into the episode. Yeah, fighters. What's going on, everybody? It's Mike here. Episode 121 of the Life of a Fighter podcast. And today we got a little bit of a change of pace. So normally what I like to do is if I do the book review, which was our last episode, um, I like to have an interview or, or some different type of topics coming up, but I actually had a recent guest post from one of our writers, and I thought it was a really good topic, and I just kind of wanted to to go over it and build upon it, because book review that we had last time was the Book of Five Rings, Miyamoto Musashi, and we were going into different, um, not just like training techniques that he discussed, but some mindset things, and that kind of ties into this topic powerful which is a powerful link between mental health and weight gain that's the article and that's what i wanted to be breaking down for you guys today there's the actual written article which you could check out um, on our blog it's lifeofafighter.com forward slash powerful link between mental health and weight gain you could just search it on the website or just google life of a fighter in the title powerful link between mental health and weight gain or just click the link below i'm going to put it in the episode And that's pretty much it. So before we jump into today's topic, a big shout out as always to our sponsors. Check them below. Amazon, click on it. Audible, again, for the next month's book review or if you liked what I was talking about or if you have your own book, check out Audible. Check out our shop as always. We're constantly putting up new content. We have new deals going on. We're going to be actually putting out an update to our clothing line, re-releasing some things because it's been in some demand and we haven't really stocked our inventory in a while. So we're going to start to release that. Got some new supplements on there, some new partnerships, some new Life of a Fighter approved products. Check out the shop. Check it all out. Check out our approved items. And yeah, without further ado, let's jump on in. So the link between mental health and weight gain. This is a really important topic to me because so much of what we do is not going to be just a one-sided equation or a one-trick uh, pony or whatever example you want to use or whatever expression you want to use. The idea is we have to take a multifaceted approach to what we're doing because if we don't consider, okay, yes, why am I? Why are you heavy in the first place, or why are you gaining weight in the first place? Is it just a coincidence of you're eating bad foods, or do you notice that you don't have the same excitement about the normal activities that you'd normally get excited about? Maybe there's some depression involved. What's leading to that depression? Are you overtraining or overstressed, or is anxiety kicking up more? Again, that plays into factor not just from your mindset and the choices that you made, but from the actual physiology, the kinesiology of what's happening, the the neurochemistry in your body and in your brain. If you're stressed out. For example, let's just go with the simple one. Cortisol is going to be up. Cortisol's been connected, and we all know that when you have more cortisol in your body, you're going to be more likely to store 
weight, specifically fat, and then particularly in your midsection is where it tends to get stored. So if you start to notice too, like, oh, your midsection is getting bigger, specifically in your, when you're gaining weight and you're not even gaining it anywhere else, that might be an indication of maybe stress or anxiety, depression, things like that. And then we can also look at, if we know that's the case, what are some activities that we can do to help alleviate that or some uh, kind of situations you can even avoid? Are certain people making you stressed? And I'm not saying that it's just as simple as you can avoid people to make your life easier. But if there's people in your life that are bringing you stress and they're, it's not necessary and it's not a benefit to you, you got to cut those people out. That's just one example. And then we can look at maybe you're more of a spiritual person or you need to focus more on relaxation and breathing or implementing yoga or one of those kind of fundamental activities that allows you to just kind of get away and relax. Or is it just getting into the gym and you don't really have that routine yet or you don't really just eat good foods period you haven't really been educated on that and you don't know what good nutrition is or what it should be or you kind of have an idea and maybe this is it maybe it's not but you're kind of just guessing and picking at things i highly recommend obviously read through our article and not only listen to obviously this episode but also get with a professional okay whether it's going to be us Ilya, obviously i'm going to recommend that you do work with us but if you don't have that choice get with somebody else start working with a professional to get help because that's going to be the biggest impact in my opinion that you're going to get is the ability to have a professional that has experience with this that can go on and be able to give you some input Okay, so now let's look at some actionable things, not only that you can read up on, but some things that I actually have seen success with that my health professionals and medical professionals that I work with have seen success with and some things that I think are really easy and actionable for you to do right now. First and foremost, cut the sugar out. Like That's going to be like the easiest one that everyone hears that's a cliche, but trust me, it works. And the reason it works is I'm not going to get into too much of the long details and, and a lot of the science, but think of a big component of, again, we're going to go back to microbiome and your gut health. Yep, that's right. We're talking about the gut. And the biggest thing there is when we are eating more sugar than what's recommended, or <laughs> let's be honest, we're all eating more sugar than what's recommended for the most part. I'd say 80% of the people out there probably listening. Even the health conscious ones are still eating more sugar than what you more than likely should be. You'd be surprised. Even when we're talking about hypothetically, if you're talking about even the sugar coming from fruit, it's still t- considered sugar. And if we're looking at you know the standard of 25 to 35 grams, if you're having two apples a day, you're pretty much breaking that. Or, or going over on that or depending on the size. Again, we have the options. Anyways, the the sugar that you're going to be taking in is going to be feeding into your gut health in a way that can help create and grow cultured bacteria that is going to hack into your brain to have you have more. And that's going to impact the serotonin that you're going to produce and impact all these other chemical reactions that happen off of that. So when you can have a healthier microbiome and gut, which eliminating sugar is going to be a big factor in doing that, you actually can have an impact on, again, that serotonin production on how you're going to feel on the emotions there coming off of it. So that's going to be the biggest one. If we can do one thing starting today, eat less sugar, eat less than 30 grams of sugar a day. What's one thing actionable may not be super easy right away, but Work your way towards it. So let's say if you even look at your day, first understand how much sugar you're actually taking in on a daily basis, whether it's taking pictures, writing it down, logging it, using an app, DotFit, MyFitnessPal, whatever you like, reaching out to us. We have something even on the blog you can check out for your calorie counter and for your weight. 
But more importantly, just tracking it, knowing where you're at. And if let's say you're even at 200 grams of sugar a day, which is a crazy amount, but let's even say that's where you're at. Shaving off 10 to 20 grams a day every day for the next couple of weeks, whatever period of time, will get you to 30 grams a day eventually. It's going to take time. And again, it's got to be a lifestyle change and all these other factors we talk about all the time with our guidelines and episodes and people and coaches. And you're going to hear repeating themes, take out sugar, make it a lifestyle, eat less, move more, certain all that sleep better. But again, let's stay with that one. The sugar, start progressively working your way down. That's a really big one. I'll give you two more actually. So we'll do three. So for the second one, I just mentioned it, sleep. Some people, you can't necessarily change what time you're waking up. You have to wake up at at the given time you're waking up for work, for your life, for your schedule. But I guarantee you could probably find time to shave off to get to bed a little bit earlier. And if you can't get to bed earlier, I guarantee you there's a way to find time to where you could sleep a little bit later and get some other things done with the rest of your day. And if either of those things are not an option and you are sleeping five, six hours a day and you are not feeling good, obviously I recommend go to the doctor. This is what we do with our clients. We get blood work done. We get all, all these essential bits of information. And ideally, if you can get a sleep study done, hey, that's great. But not everyone's really going to be able to do that. And there's apps out there you can put next to your phone to see what kind of sleep you're getting. And it's going to be a rough idea, but at least it's something. Um, And if we can't get more actual hours in the day, then let's start with just trying to see if you can work a nap in there for 20, 40 minutes. I'm not going to say it's going to erase or make up for missing hours at a time of sleep at night, but at least we'll get something beneficial into your day. And also looking at sleep cycles and the quality of your sleep is another thing we can kind of look at. But again, that takes some more info and detail. So second thing is improve your sleep and your sleep hygiene specifically. And I'll link to sleep hygiene and what that means because I don't want to break that down too much. But basically the idea is your approach and, and the habits that you have before bed and then during night and then when you're waking up in the morning. For example, if you're watching TV and you're on your phone before you go to bed, it's going to be hard to go to sleep. And even if you do fall asleep, the amount of sleep cycles that you get and the stage of sleep you fall into will be impacted by that light screen information input all that good stuff so what i've been doing and what we've made a very conscious effort especially since we've gone to thailand been in thailand and come back we've made this kind of a rule no tv in the bedroom period we just don't bring a tv in the bedroom then on top of that what we're also going to do is i try and turn my my phone on airplane mode uh, let's say I, between depending on what time I get back from the gym and coaching eight to 10 o'clock at night. And depending on if I'm waking up for work the next day or not, or if it's the weekend and I have training or co- whatever we're going on, but, but really it's going to be around eight, nine o'clock, let's say. Okay. Now on top of that, just cause it's on airplane mode doesn't mean I can't still look at my phone. Um, but sometimes I'll keep my Wi-Fi on. I just won't get messages or calls. Get the last little bit of work done. But realistically, I'm going to put on airplane mode, put my phone in the other room, um, or I even turn it off depending on the situation. And then I leave it in the other room, even when I have to have my alarm on. So I have to get up, go get up and go get it. And then my, the bedroom is just a place where there's just no light, no technology, none of that. Now, sometimes that works. And honestly, sometimes I bring my phone to bed and I end up listening to a podcast or, um, do, playing some music or, or some kind of like waves in the background to help me fall asleep, which tend to not impact, again, those sleep cycles in a negative sense. So be aware of what you're doing and, and choices that you're making, obviously. So that's a big one. And that's two, that's sleep hygiene, and that's going to come back to our sleep. So the first one, again, is drop the sugar 30 grams a day or try and get it lower every single week. Second one's going to be your sleep, sleep hygiene. 
Third one is just straight up exercise, okay? Now, I'm not getting the details of what it has to be or what you're going to have to do because you have a lot of options, honestly, especially if you're in it for health. You're not looking as a pro athlete to improve performance or even as an amateur athlete, and that's not your goal. If you're just looking for a better quality of life, exercise for 20 to 30 minutes a day, which roughly adds up to, if you do it five days a week, Really, I like to do it. I like to make it a lifestyle choice where it's daily, right? So that means even on Sundays, Saturdays, whatever. But if you're just doing it for a work day and you can get a half hour in every single day, that's two and a half hours right there. And then maybe you go for an hour hike on a Sunday. Boom, there's your three and a half hours. And that's what we want. We want two to three hours of exercise every single week. Doesn't have to be super intense, but you do want your heart rate to come up to at least let's say 60% of your max heart rate, which is taking the number 220 minus your age and then times 60% by that, you want to be able to at least hit that number for 20 minutes a day, five, six, seven days a week. And if you go above that, that's great. And the more intense your activity you can do, usually you're going to find it easier to fall asleep at night. And then going back to the sleep hygiene aspect of it, also timing what type of training you're doing at what time of day. If you're type, like for me, it's hard because fights tend to take place at night, right? So training sessions usually tend to take place at night too, just from schedules, but also to mimic the, the fight. And after training, usually my adrenaline's up, intensity's up, heart rate's up. So it takes a while for me to switch over from that sympathetic to parasympathetic system and to get to sleep at night. But again, I use breathing, box breathing, four, seven, eight breathing, all these different options that help get into that parasympathetic state. But again, those are the three big ones, guys. I think that's really important. I don't want to overwhelm you with a bunch of different things. Again, we're going to do eat less sugar, get better sleep and work on our sleep hygiene. And then the third is just exercise. Make sure you're moving two to three hours every single week, 20 to 30 minutes a day. Again, keeping your intensity level above 60% of your max heart rate. And that's really it, guys. I mean, obviously I can go into a bunch more, but I just wanted to kind of highlight what we were talking about in the article, whether it was we're talking about the weight gain because of what's going on with our mental health or vice versa. One can, They play with each other. They work with each other. So one's going to impact the other and the other's going to impact the other one. Okay. So that's really it, guys. I hope you enjoyed. If you got any questions, comments, concerns, always reach out to us, social media, our email info at lifeofafighter.com. Social media is at the life of a fighter. Instagram at life of a fighter everywhere else. And now we're actually on Vigo, which was formerly Flippergram. So check us out on that at life of a fighter. We're putting up more videos, putting up more content. I hope you guys enjoy. I'll catch you next week, fighters. So I just wanted to say thank you guys again for watching, listening, consuming that episode. If you guys enjoyed it and you haven't already, please like, uh, please comment. If you haven't reviewed, please leave a review. If you haven't followed or subscribed, please do that as well. Again, it tremendously helps us out. And then just a quick reminder, if you guys want more resources, we have them below. We have our programs, everything from free all the way up to paid and kind of everything in between. Dial in with the customization and we have more information on different programs and resources in our newsletter. So if you haven't signed up for that, do so below. It's free. And that is it, y'all. See you on the next one.